0: good morning the reading is taken from the book of 1st Samuel chapter 3 starting at verse 1 and you can see it on the overhead screens or you can follow it on page 273 in the church bibles the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli in those days the word of the Lord was rare there were not many visions Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Is to learn some of the lessons from that passage that Narelle read to us. So if you have your Bibles open at 1 Samuel 3, that would be helpful. But I also want at the end of that to share how this is practical to me and why I am uh, retiring uh, later or early in the new year. Uh, because sometimes people don't understand why somebody steps down from a position like this. So I want everybody to be sort of clear on why I'm doing it. I'm not doing, doing it off uh, a whim or something that i got a notion about. So that's what I'm trying to do uh, this morning. Let me start off with a story about two Irish fellows, Paddy and Mick, who had been watching too many... Um, television programs and they were looking at guys fishing up in the Arctic, you know those guys who go onto the ice and they, they drill a hole in the ice and they let down a line and suddenly they just start catching fish through a hole in the ice. And after seeing this program they decided the best thing they could do was to head off to Canada and uh, they'd find some ice and they would go digging and see if they could catch some fish. So after they got to the ice, they brought a little saw with them, a bit like but the surgeon sawed my hip with, one of those sorts of saws, <coughs> and cut a hole in the ice and let down their, their net, or let down their line to catch the fish. But they heard a mysterious voice saying, there's no fish under the ice. So they decided to go and dig another hole. And again they heard the same voice, there's no fish under the ice, and they looked all around, could see nobody. And they said, is that you, God? They asked in a kind of mysterious way and they came back and said, no. He said, I'm the owner of the ice rink. There's no fish under the ice. <laughs> That's a, it's a really, it really is a pathetic joke. I don't know why you laughed, actually. <laughs> but you've made me feel an awful lot better that you did. <clears throat> you see, people who don't know God's voice or his whispers resemble fishermen fishing in a skating rink. There are so many voices in our lives. And I don't know if anybody wants to, because our little ones are here as well, if you want to shout out, what are the sort of voices that you might hear in our lives? I can't stand here too long today because I'm struggling uh, with my legs. So don't be too slow with the answers. Anybody Anybody shout it out? Sorry, the news. the news. That's one voice. Any? Media. Absolutely, all those ones. I I get confused now. Facebook, Twitter. I'm still scratching my head why somebody buys uh, a, a, something like Twitter for 40. What was it? Three billion, losing four million a day. I'm not a businessman, but that just. So other voices that you might hear. Sorry, friends. friends. Yeah. which? Black Friday, Friday, another voice on TV. What about being deafened by negative self-talk that you start talking about yourself in a very negative way? I'm no use, I'm hopeless, I'm this, that or the other thing. Or maybe you've listened to the voice of criticism where people have criticized you for what you are or what you do. That now you can't believe anything else about yourself. Or maybe it's the enemy's voice of condemnation that speaks lies. And you see, if you don't silence those voices, and there's so many voices, There's competing voices that actually can be good voices as well, obviously. But they eventually deafen you. Before long, you won't be able to sing God's songs because you won't be able to hear his voice. And I wonder at the beginning of this little talk, would you be willing to pray a very bold prayer with me? It's a prayer that will change the trajectory of your life just as it did the prophet Samuel. But before you pray it, maybe I should issue a slight warning. If you want to hear his comforting voice, you have to listen to his convicting voice also. Remember this, it's often what we hear the least and that we need to hear the most. But the question remains, are you ready to pray a bold prayer? And this is the prayer, so I'll let you know what the prayer is before you pray it in the quietness of your own heart. Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So if you're happy to pray that in the quietness of your heart, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And if you turn to your Bibles in 1 Samuel chapter 3 on page 273 of your church Bible, the first thing we see in this chapter is that God called Samuel. You know what it was? Samuel heard this voice. Samuel, Samuel. And he thought it was he thought it was Eli. And he heard it three times. And each time he went back to his mentor and the person who looked after him. And suddenly Eli realized that it must have been God who was speaking to him. So he says to Samuel, the next time you hear, if, he comes, if you hear that voice again, say, speak, Lord your servant is listening but as God calls Samuel Samuel had to do something he had to respond he had to, decide. he had to decide to follow the call of God first he had to trust him as his God but second he had to become a spokesperson for God in other words he became a prophet of God now you might think when God called Samuel into this position that this was a nice a nice thing that God was calling him to do but we see as you read on and we only read to chapter uh, verse 10 but if you read on Samuel's first order of business was to speak harsh hard words to his adopted family The Lord showed young Samuel, showed him all about his own relatives. But he didn't realize it until now that God was going about to judge Eli the prophet. Eli was Samuel's mentor for me, He was a child. He was the priest who raised Samuel. But also he was about to hear things about Eli's sons. They would undergo severe judgment and death. We also see that Samuel was called to turn the spiritual tides. In verse 11 we see, the Lord said to Samuel, see I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. And God was calling Samuel but he knew Samuel was going to be faithful in in carrying out God's word. And if you go on in the story, away on in the story, we see Samuel would eventually anoint young David and prepare him one day to be king of Israel and it's interesting as Samuel that first call of God on Samuel's life the way he continued to grow we see that Samuel held nothing back he continued to grow in the spirit in verse 19 to 20 21 of First Samuel 3 the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up and he let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground And all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. The Lord continued to appear at Shiloh, and there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. And I was wondering, what's this Shiloh all about? The word Shiloh means his gift. And according to the Hebrew Bible, Shiloh was the central sanctuary of the Israelites before the first temple in Jerusalem was built. And after the Israelites' conquest of Canaan, the tabernacle was moved to Shiloh and remained during the period of the biblical judges. I wonder are we prepared to live in Shiloh, as it were? Are we ready to become God's gift? We must never discount, never discount that small, still voice of the whisper of God. He takes liberty to whisper if he wants to. And I will explain that in my testimony a bit later. We also see that in this chapter the word of God was rare in those times. We we read Samuel's voice would bring refreshing and rebuke to multitudes. Notice in this day and time in verse one tells us that the word of the Lord was rare and precious, and there weren't widespread there wasn't a widespread revelation of God. And here is a sort of a question and answer time. Is God's voice the loudest in your life? And that's the question. And if the answer is no, then that's the problem. What voice is louder? Insecurity has a voice, anxiety, worry, fear has a voice. And let me tell you from my experience, and many of you have experienced it even worse than I have, pain has a voice, pain has a voice. And you get so bad you can't hear any other voice. Addiction has a voice, man's approval And opinions have a voice. Gluttony has a voice. Ego has a voice. Pride has a voice. Passing judgment on others has a voice. And that list could go on and on. And learning how to listen and hear the voice of God is the solution to thousands of problems. It's also the key in discovering our destiny And fulfilling our potential. What is your destiny? Is your destiny in Christ? So, if I was to ask you this morning over a cup of tea or coffee, don't worry, I won't do it. (laughs) In case you all slide out the back and don't stay for the cup of tea or coffee. But if I was to ask you one thing, tell me one thing about yourself, what would it be? Would it be, I'm no use, hate my job, I'm an addict, and that could be an addict to anything. We can all be addicts, social media, pornography, gambling, alcohol, drugs many other addictions but we need to hear that voice because his voice is love his voice is power his voice is healing his voice is wisdom his voice is joy and we need to hear those voices this morning and not all those other voices that clutter our heads and minds but you know the secret with Samuel he tarried in God's presence Look back at the text in verse 3, the second bit of verse 3. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Samuel grew up in the house of God and living next to the ark of God. He was a young fellow, I'm sure. I'm sure he was inquisitive. He became spiritually zealous to learn the things of God therefore his earthly father Eli would mentor him pertaining to the house of God and in Colossians chapter 1 verse 27 we read to them God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery which is Christ in you the hope of glory Jesus Christ is within us he becomes our hope he becomes the hope of the world Samuel was embedded in this. He was surrounded by the whisper of God. But Samuel was no exception at all like the rest of us. He was no exception. He had to learn the voice of God. Remember I said that it's very interesting that Samuel ran to Eli on three occasions when he heard that voice. Samuel, Samuel. He thought it was Eli speaking. He wasn't used to to the voice of God. But then in verse seven we see, now Samuel did not yet know or you could say personally experience the Lord, he had not experienced the Lord. Samuel knew about God of, of his father, but Samuel needed to personally experience God firsthand. And maybe, maybe you're even here today, and you know all about God because you come here and you worship here, but maybe you not experienced him on a personal level as yet. You need to do that today. And finally we see that Samuel heeded the voice of God. Remember I said to you that he, heard, he, was, um, he had heard those things that he had to tell uh, Eli. And then Eli said to him in verse 9 and 10, when you hear his voice, know it's the voice of God. Tell him to speak, for a servant is listening. And then he went on to do exactly what the Lord had said in bringing judgment on Eli and his family. In in Psalm 32, verse 7, we read, You are my hiding place. You will protect me from trouble and surround me with songs of deliverance. Do you know that God is singing songs of deliverance all around you all the time? We need to quit hiding from him. We need to hide ourselves. In him, Tim last week when he was here speaking, he was talking about the storms of life and how often the storm gets into our life instead of being on the outside. And you know, God is our shepherd, and we need to hear His voice. Let me remind you of those uh, couple of verses in John chapter ten, verses one to six. Verily, I truly, I tell you, the Pharisees anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber the one who enters in by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep the gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listen to his voice he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out when he has brought out all his own he goes on ahead of them and the sheep follow him why? because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Jesus is our shepherd. and We need to hear and listen to his voice. So much for Samuel. You can say, well, Samuel is somebody in the in the Old Testament and even people in the New Testament heard But what about here today in 2022 over the last number of months I have felt that I should step down as my role as pastor of this church and you might say why you're, you're still a young fella you're not at retirement age And why am I stepping down? Because God has shown me very clearly and listening to his voice that it's time for me to step down. And it's an exciting time for this church. I'm not going to leave this church, by the way. I'm still going to be a member here uh, if if the trustees let me be, uh, be a member. But it's an exciting time for this church because God wants to bring in Somebody uh, that will work with what's happening behind us and all around us. And I think that person needs to be uh, someone who is a bit younger than I am, who has a little bit more energy than I have. I didn't realize when you, you hit sort of 40 that you started to get a little bit. Um, But the voice of God that I heard very clearly was, Trevor, I want you to step down from your role as pastor and let somebody else take it on. And you might say, well, how did that happen? Two people who are very dear to me in my life, in my, in my Christian life, they're being very good friends. <clears throat> one who lives here in Dublin and one who lives in uh, Northern Ireland one of them asked, to, would it be possible to meet up for, for something to, to eat? And I said, absolutely fine. And we arranged a day to meet. And during the course of the conversation said, something went, the conversation went something like this, Trevor, do you think it's time, your time as rector of Krinken is not finished, but maybe you need to move sideways and do something different? And you have no idea that it was kind of like a waste was lifted off that this person could see in me that what I was feeling myself. As I drove home from that meeting my phone in the car rang and I was actually on another call and I finished the other call and because my phone wasn't geared up for hands free for me to, to call for hands free I said i would ring this other person when I get home. They Usually when they ring they ring once and they don't ring a second time. And this person uh, who has been very close to me all my Christian life. They rang back as I was driving home in the car and uh, when they uttered these words out of my mouth, I nearly crashed the car. So Trevor, I don't know why I'm ringing you, but I've been praying for you and Ruth over the last two or three months. And I really feel the Lord saying to me that you should step aside as, as rector, that the Lord has something else in store for you. And he wants you to have some rest. Two people who had not been in contact with each other who said the same thing on the same day. You might say, well, that was just two people. That was coincidence. No, it wasn't coincidence. It was the Lord because at the very same time and during that week in my quiet time, I was reading about King David and I got to that bit where David was wanting to build the temple of the Lord. And God said, no. Solomon, your son, is going to build the temple. And I felt very clearly that the Lord said Trevor, you've done what you have done. Now it's for somebody else to take that baton forward. Also my health isn't as good as it used to have been. Um, I've missed three months last year and nearly two months this year. And there's a possibility of the other hip going as well um, in the year's two's time. on the health issue as well. And there was many other things, but those are the sort of main things, and that's why I feel, and the voice of God was very clear in that. And also I had a peace. But don't get me wrong, it's not that I don't, I love this place, I love the people here. I really do. You're a very special people. And God has great things in store for this church and for this area. And uh, there's very exciting days ahead. So I encourage you to keep listening to the voice of God. We do need a team uh, before a new pastor comes. We will need a team put together, and I'm happy to lead that team until such times. We will have people moving in here in the next couple of months that we don't know about, and we need to get prepared. So if you're interested in helping uh, in that work, just let me know, and we will put a a team together. God is a good God and he has good things in store for his people and for you, his people. Are you listening to his voice? Because the worst thing would be for me to remain on as rector or pastor if that's not what God wanted. And we will see in a year's time or six months time or whenever people will be saying who 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 is Trip? who is struck who was that fellow who was the last director <laughs> god is a, is a great god and uh, he has great things for us the lord was with samuel as he grew up the lord is with each one of you if you let him in and samuel none of the words his words fell to the ground And we read in that passage, and all Israel from Dan to Beersheba recognized that Samuel was attested as a prophet of the Lord. And we read, the Lord continued to appear at Shiloh. And there he revealed himself to Samuel through his word. Samuel's life was changed. That day, when God spoke and when Samuel listened. And I pray that God maybe in some small little way has spoken to you today. I pray that you have heard his word, that you have witnessed his presence in his people, that you have been surrounded by a setting that has pointed you to him. And right now God is inviting you to a new life in him. And maybe through today's experience you're hearing God's still small voice that whisper and he's telling you it's time to be, commit yourself to him of being with him more often being alone with him more often and maybe he's reminding you that you need to remain a part of a church family to grow your life with him May you hear his voice. May you hear his invitation to start a new life with him today. And my prayer is that you be able to pray that prayer. Lord, speak. For Trevor is listening and you put your name in where I've put my name. Trevor, I'm listening, God. What is it you want me to do next? Amen.